Hi guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have an amazing guest. Uh, you know her from Patty Cakes, Unbelievable, Dumplin', Bird Box, so many incredible movies, and so many more that we're gonna talk about today. Please welcome our amazing guest, Danielle McDonald. Danielle, pop on on. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to have you today on this. What day is it? Do we know? I think it's uh, uh, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. We have to look at our phones to be able to tell what day it is now. Oh, I know. It's just so crazy. How have you been? I've been good. I've been yeah. good. Um, yeah, quarantining in LA with my roommates. Um, my family is all back home in Australia, but it it was a little difficult to think about getting on an international flight and possibly, you know, them yeah. passing on to them. So I'm just zooming and FaceTiming with friends and family every day. Yeah, it's so important. It's just so important. So I just want to kind of get into the world of acting for actors that are going to be listening because um, I'm not sure what we discussed on the last podcast, but you went from being in classes, just doing the normal auditions, getting your guest star roles. And then all of a sudden, I think life changed for you when you got that call to do a Sundance read, I believe for Patty Cakes and then bam, it skyrocketed. So can you re, uh, retell that story? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am I spoke to you guys about it in class before I went and did the labs. I was in class and I was like, I got invited to do this thing. Then all these amazing directors are going to be there, but I have no idea what it is. I remember, I actually remember that conversation really clearly. And everyone's like, what? I've never heard of this. It was very cool. The Sundance labs were still a mystery to me then. And um, I went and did them and it was so much fun. It was like one of the best months of my life, honestly. Well, what so, is it? Because some people don't know what a Sundance lab is. And I do remember in the Monday night class, you're like, I think I'm going to go do this thing. I don't know yeah. what it is. I'm a little nervous, but it sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, so exactly. I mean, it, it's, so it's called, so there are many labs that the Sundance Institute puts on. And the one that I went to was the Sundance Director's Lab. Mm -hmm. So they have a screenwriter's lab and they select 12 screenwriters from thousands of applicants and they get to come and do these labs. And I believe one of their mentors was like Quentin Tarantino mm -hmm. and they help them um, with their script. And then eight of those 12 screenwriters, if they also happen to be directors and want to direct their movies, come and do the director's lab. And that is four weeks. Um, they invite three actors to come play roles. They have an entire crew set up for you and you film five scenes from the movie that you're worried about or unsure of. And then they have all these other advisors come out and advise you and you spend one day filming, they spend one day editing, and then we get to watch them as well on a third. How did you even get that in the first place? Is it a full normal? I have no oh. idea. Yeah. Apparently it is. Yeah. I had never heard of it, um, but I ended up being found because at the time it was just my director, Jeremy Jasper, and he had uh, three producers on board with him and that was it. <laughs> that was like from the same company. That was that was the whole thing. So crazy. Which is crazy. And one of them, um, he wasn't even a producer yet. He was like 22 at the time. He had seen a film I did at Sundance called The East, where I it was my first ever yeah. feature film. Yeah, and I had like a, I didn't have a huge role in it, but he he just he put my photo in front of Jeremy, and Jeremy was like, "That's what I picture." So they ended up seeing something I'd done since then, and yeah. he just invited me to do the labs. So it was very and bizarre so for me. Get, so what happened? So then you get invited and you go up to Sundance. 
Yeah, you go to Utah. You go to and the Sunshine State. There for how and long? You stay there. I was there. There were there were only a few of us that were there the longest time. I was roommates with Julia Ghana, who uh, you, you probably know from her work on Ozark. Yes. And she and I, because uh, basically everyone's a volunteer basis. We all go on volunteer basis. So um, I can't believe you guys were roommates. I did not even know that to this very moment. And she well, is brilliant. Oh my God. So are you, but she is. No, she's incredible. We were roommates at, yeah, the labs. Basically, um, they invite these actors out and um we all go on a volunteer basis so no one's getting paid none of the crew none of the directors no one there is getting paid everyone is there for the love of it which let me tell you is the coolest thing in the world because it really truly makes a difference you can feel it like everyone's there because they want to be and that's amazing and um so when i got invited out there they end up putting you up in houses that are on the mountain so julia and i shared a house <laughs> And did you ever know her before this moment? They just, oh, just no, we, met. we met and then we we're in, inseparable the whole time we were there. I'm pretty sure anyone that was at the labs was like, Julia and Danny, just us. Because oh, we so were just cute. we were similar ages and we were just um in state sharing the same house and we were the two that were there for I think the longest out of anyone because we were there from day one till the last day. Um, because we were in all the scenes. So then they we basically filmed our respective projects which is really really cool and then everyone comes together on the Fridays and we watch everyone's scenes that we filmed that week Amazing. so it's, it's so fun it was so fun and where do they screen them just in a just in a screening room they have a movie theater yeah like a movie theater room and then every night you do table reads of each of the eight projects or um it alternates with all the advisors that come in screen one of their movies and then do a Q&A afterwards so you don't sleep at all. Let me tell yeah. you, everyone shares meals together. You're sitting next to like these incredible directors for lunch. Like everyone moves around. It's so, it's so nice. It was one of the most oh. creatively fulfilling things I've ever done. Oh, that sounds so free, like camp, artistic yeah. camp with It's, it's the coolest camp you could ever go to, put it that wow. way. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So then what happened after that? So then, um, this was for patty cakes and they, they never anticipated it having a release what was it what's the well that's just to workshop it so then jeremy went back into rewrites and oh. we're like will we ever be able to get funding for this movie will it ever get made the labs help help the producers there then there's a producers lab and they introduce them to people that can help with funding and everything oh, and so it's really yeah it's really amazing like chris columbus came on as a producer for patty cakes because of the labs um, so all of this stuff kind of happened in the next two years and we didn't film the movie until two years after we did the labs. That is so crazy. And I will say this, it was a phenomenal movie. And I think that the time that it was released, what something went wrong in that because a lot of people ended up not seeing it. And truly it was one of the most creative films. You were phenomenal in it, phenomenal in it. I really thought you were going to be up front of board that year for it because... <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not kidding. I know it's weird. No, for me it's, to very, it's very sweet. <laughs> but it was just like you transformed yourself into such a different character. But besides that, it was such a different type of movie. And it had all this hype. And then what happened? Can we see it now? Can we get it on Netflix? What is it? It's not on Netflix. Um, I mean, you can, you can rent it or buy it on iTunes okay. and everything. But it was on HBO. It might still be on HBO. I'm not entirely okay. sure. Right. But yeah, I don't really know what happened. It just, um, it ended up, 
Tiny. You know how you can't always predict with like box office and stuff? Right. The weekend that it happened to come out happened to be the worst weekend in 20 years for movies. So, so bad luck. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't really know, but. My, my heart went out to the director and the creator because he seems like such a nice guy. I mean, I went to a couple of the screenings that you had invited yeah. me to and he just was so passionate about it. And the, it's so good. So yeah. when that happens, it just, my heart. I mean, I think for us, we're like, oh, this really sucks because Searchlight bought the film and they ended up, you know, really, um, really like we're passionate about it and really we're promoting it. And we got to know them really well and press tours and everything. So I think we felt really bad for them because they're kind of the only ones that lost out in a way because we, we were all lucky because we all got careers out of it. So yes. Jeremy then, yes. you know, is doing great now. He's doing a couple movies and all of us actors, we all got careers out of it. So we're, we're honestly still so happy and so proud of it. And oh, it my God. if anyone gets a chance to see it, go get it. It's yeah, fantastic. It's, so, it's very uplifting. That's probably good for this time. In yes, fact. it really yeah. is something for this time. But so my point being, while I brought the whole thing up, is why that moment, getting invited to that event for free, having yeah. that incredible experience, making connections, which is key element in this world of this industry. And then from Patty Cakes, it just changed. Yes? Yeah, actually. Um, so I did the labs and like I said, it was two years before we filmed the movie. So in that time, it was still back to auditioning and uh, guest stars. And I think you you actually private coached me for a guest star I did on uh Two Broke Girls, yeah, yes. so that was in that time frame as well, and that was all, that was all just like, you know, hoping that this movie would happen, still yeah. doing the whole process, and then once Patty Cakes um, got made, I weirdly had a good year and worked like five times that year, which was really exciting, before the movie came out, and then the movie came out, and then... So the momentum... Yeah, the, it felt like momentum, and then the movie came out, and all of a sudden, I was like, that's not momentum. I just, like, went into a different stratosphere of, yes. which sounds crazy, because it's not, it's not a different stratosphere, but it really, you're not really, it's like, you know this one thing, you're on this one path, and you're like, this is how you work, you audition, you do this, and that's, that's what I've known for the past six years, and mm -hmm. that is exactly what you do, and then all of a sudden, you have, like, these huge agencies reach now and they're like, this is what we do. And you're like, what is this world that I didn't know existed before? But you know what? Your personality and your energy, you didn't, you handled it so well. Because that is the time that it is really crucial when you get that parlay to that next level and having all that energy and bigger projects being brought to you. I think, and don't you agree, it's psychologically how you deal with it and staying in that calm place yeah. so you don't, excuse my French, fuck it up. Definitely. It's, it's a really weird transition time. It's like a really weird time of change. I find, um, it's all really cool and exciting, but it is completely different and overwhelming in a whole other way. So how did you handle it? Did you just do more yoga? What did you do? <laughs> you have a great management team that really supports you. They held, held your hand a little bit. Were you yeah. emotional about it? What happened? Yeah. I mean, I think that is key. Like make sure the people around you are great people because that's how you get through ultimately yeah. like like you said I have the best managers they're how I they're how I came to you in the first place um Rodney and Todd yes Justice and Ponder they're my yes. 
Justice Lifelong manages have been with me since my first audition, their family. And yeah, that is, that is, yeah, they're incredible. And that is how I handled it, you know, like with the support from them, knowing that nothing would ever change with them, even though all of this crazy stuff was changing my career. I knew that that was so stable. And I knew that no matter how it went, they were with me. And that means more than you can imagine that that's everything stability yeah the stability then i always talk about that energy positive energy bubble and they are part of your positive energy bubble and nobody can pop that no 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 that gives you that gives you extra confidence so you know that helped you i would think i mean it's all teamwork isn't it completely and that was so important as well like when i was going around and meeting all these agencies i i wanted i wanted running with me throughout the whole thing. I was like, just so you're aware, these are my managers. Yes. They've been with me from the beginning. They're with me for life. And I really need you guys to have a great relationship as well as me. It's, it's a team. Yes. It's not just one-on-one. And that's, you know, I ended up with um, CAA and I absolutely love them because instantly it became like into the fold. Like they just, their communication is great. And it felt really right. n- like a nice melding team melding so yeah it's just my heart you know I love you so much so I'm so I'm so happy and you know in classes we always talk about you because you know everyone loved you from the group that you were in and they still do so much and then now they love you from afar um so what is your process so if you get so you were going in for guest stars and there's a certain process for that and then it changed and then were you getting offers for bigger films or were you still having to audition for bigger films? What was the transition and how do you go about in your dissection of your character work? Um, yeah, I know. I was like, let me try and remove them all. <laughs> it, it's defin- it was definitely a mix, I would say. Um, I think right off to Patty Cakes, uh, I ended up doing Dumplin'. <laughs> I ended up doing after... Um, Patty Cakes was released. In fact, I think after Patty Cakes came out at Sundance, but it didn't come out in theaters until the first week I was shooting Dumplin', actually. Right. But all of the producers and um, the director, and Fletcher, who also one of the coolest, amazing, best people I've ever met, she and the producers, they all saw um, they all saw Patty Cakes uh, at screenings. We had that for them so I ended up getting offered that I didn't end up having to audition but which which was like an amazing feeling but I did meet with Anne we ended up talking for three hours we just like wrote a coffee shop just got into it talking about the character and the experience and just everything it meant to me and to her and then they had also obviously seen Patty Cake so they knew my acting style and everything and so that's kind of how that one came about but let me just ask you about it so when you're reading a script it's so you're saying this meeting was really about connection and really being your true self and that's what i love so much about you you don't get nervous you're just organically you all the time and i think that has behooved you to all the success that you have because you don't always play the same character you play different elements of yourself involved in these imaginary worlds so for this you read the script you had thoughts about it so you calmly read it and just was open to discussion yeah yeah exactly i mean i think Auditions can seem so scary. I mean, you know, for everyone watching this as actors, so everyone knows it's, it like you can get super nervous. Sometimes you're like, I'm super calm and I feel this and I'm good. And then 
you go in the room and you're like, what just happened? Sometimes you're terrified. You go and you're like, that went great. Sometimes you just have no idea. It's, you can't predict it. it. It's whatever happens on the day, the energy you're feeling. And my biggest thing was always trying to not get down about whatever the result was. Once I did an audition, I let it go. I was like, I did it. I'm letting it go. I can't. And how did you let it go though? You just walked out of the room. It's like, just next? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's on my mind, it's driving me crazy, and then I do it, and then I'm like, cool, I can release that, it's done, I have no power now. Like, you're, yeah. your power is done there, you have no say, so you yeah. can't do anything, let it go. Like, you worrying about it doesn't change anything. It doesn't, so, it, yeah. it just stifles, it gives you too much negative headspace. Exactly. So at that point, I let it go, sometimes I was like, that was bad, let it go, weren't hear anything, that's okay. <laughs> And then sometimes it comes back around. You're like, oh, wow. And then you get nervous again. And then I try and let it go. The only time I was never able to let it go was when I would get down to like the final two or three and you're waiting to hear and you're like, tell me. That's really difficult. That's really yeah. hard. I tried not to let it drive me crazy, but I can also admit that I couldn't just entirely let it go. <laughs> you're normal. You're like everybody else. So um, in your preparation, you learn it inside and out. Do you carry your script in with you? Not maybe not so much now, but in the past when you had before all this parlayed into so much success, were you carrying your scripts in? I think it's important for actors who are listening because for me, I always tell everybody to know it inside and out, to carry it as protection, but to really, did you feel like you knew it inside and out that you didn't need it in the room? For auditions? Yes, for auditions. Depends. Yeah. Depends, honestly, because sometimes I get it the night before and I knew that stressing about memorizing it would actually make me do worse. Because yes. I'm like, then I'm just going to be thinking about getting the words right. And if I don't get the words exactly right, I'm going to hear it when I say the wrong word. And then I'm going to get in my head and then I'm not going to do the rest of the scene <laughs> like I want to. So right. that for me was one of those things where I tried actually not to get too crazy about memorizing of the words. Okay. I was like, let me be so familiar with it and familiar with using the page while I'm doing it mm -hmm. that I'm never going to freak out if something comes out wrong. I can just keep going. So just an extension of your body and you just carry exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. So that was a big thing for me, obviously for callbacks and stuff like that. I always wanted to be completely memorized because you have the time that, yeah. that I should also point out that was when it, you don't have the time. That's when they give it to you the night before and you're like, don't stress yourself out. Just do the work because they're going to want to see you do better than memorizing these lines. Mm -hmm. um, for, for when you have time, yeah, I always like to, I like to memorize it, but I do find that I am a little bit more in my head with what that. Yeah. Because when, when you're on set, it's so different. Like you go in, you have your words memorized, but if you fuck it up, sorry for my language. If you okay. Messed it up, yeah. <laughs> You, you get to do it again. You yeah, you get to do it again. They're like, let's go again. So there's, there's no pressure. So usually don't mess it up because yeah. there isn't that pressure. Well, there's such a big difference between auditioning and then having the role. When you yeah. have the role, your whole body is in another form of relaxation, and then you can really delve deep. So, but when you're working and and when you were auditioning, I'm just asking this for actors who are listening. In your process, because I know mm -hmm. what I've taught you in the comedy process and some of the drama stuff that you do, but. When you're working on all your lines, do you fill in the blanks of every single line? Do you really, is your format to honor just the essence or are you sculpting it line by line to find that, find all those beats and the beginning, the, you know, the arc of that scene? Um, it depends. 
it depends. Uh, when I am filming a movie, you have, you have the time beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of feel useless if I'm not doing something with that time. I feel like I'm not doing my homework. So I need to do as much as I can. So for me, I like to do whatever research I have to, first of all, um, with something like unbelievable, there was a lot of research to be put into it because it was based on a true story and also just the subject matter. It was something I really learned about. So that was my focus with that versus anything else. That was number one. But then number two was, I think, especially for that character, she's seemingly fine. Like you listen to the podcast about the real girl and she, it, it's just like, well, she was fine. She gave me all the details. I'm like, she's not fine. Yes. So what is going on there? And that, yeah. And that really got me researching into the different kinds of trauma and ways that people process, um, everything. Yeah. Basically what I, you're filling in the blanks. What I did for that was really go through line by line. It's like, what is driving me to say this and this and this and this? Mm-hmm. And like, what is going on underneath? I felt like there was such a crazy whole world happening that mm-hmm. wasn't being said for that, that I really, really did the work for that because mm-hmm. that was everything. Whereas some characters, it's like, they're saying exactly what they mean. There, There's like, which is really kind of nice as well. It can be really fun to do that. Like playing those just honest out, their characters that's kind of fun as well um but I always like to do a backstory I always like to do that um and then I filling in the visuals of some of the things you say like I always talk about each line if it's said vaguely and you haven't delved deep into the experience of those lines then oh the curtain's coming over you (laughs) then how do you how does that resonate as deeply as possible do you know what I'm saying uh, sorry, one more time. <laughs> oh, I was saying about resonating, filling in the blanks of every single line. And you know, like you're saying something that's been written, but if you don't take that and personalize it or create it, you know, through your imagination that you've actually done it, it seems vague. Oh, you have to. It's, yeah. I, it's funny because some things that are written is exactly how I'd say it. I'm like, I find it so easy to tap into. I'm like, that's- this is how I talk. This is everything so it and it's and it you still do the work but it's a lot easier because you already innately know it and then there are some projects where the lines are just nothing I would ever say and I'm saying this line of dialogue and the writer or director or both love it and I'm like I would never say this who would say this (laughs) and I'm going crazy in my head and I'm like someone would say it but it's not me and I have to figure out how that someone would say it And it's different than what I thought of the character. So that can also be a real trip. So that's where I find I have to put in a lot of work. And sometimes it's for like a rom-com. It's for like a movie that you're like, I thought this was going to be easy. And instead it's incredibly difficult. And that is so funny to me. And and it's also the crafting. It's a craft. So it should be the fun part too, because you have to craft everything. I'm such a big believer in the craft. Yes, I am too. And it's, I like to do a lot of work in prep and then I like to not look at that again. Right. I need to go. do it so I know it and then I let it all go. And, and I is- tend to not, yeah. And I tend to not memorize um, the entire script before I start. I think some people are very into that, like a play or something. Yeah. 
I don't do that. I don't really want to get stale with it. So I read the script a bunch of times. I do all the legwork. So I'm so familiar with it. And then the week before we film that week, I go through all my lines for that week and memorize. And then the night before, re-memorize. And because they're not filming in sequence. So you have to read it so many times and you have to fill in the in-between of the events that have happened. Well, the other thing that I have is I do diaries. Um, So I have everything that we're scheduled to film that week. And I write out a description of what has happened before and where the character is at mentally. Because otherwise you get so lost, especially when you're the lead in a film, it's mind boggling. You're like, what has happened again? So much has happened. Now we're at nothing has happened. And, and just for me, it's so easy to just look at my notes and I'm like, I know exactly where I am. Put it away. Oh, amazing. That's my main thing. And that takes hours. Like that'll, that'll take a full day on a weekend before you're working on the weekends. But that's how you get the good work. That's Mm -hmm. how you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so what kind of advice would you give actors now in, we're doing this during quarantine. So what, what, what's some positive reinforcement? What can they be doing on the side? What, give me something to, to imbue upon them. Honestly, I mean, it's such a strange time because everything we know has just stopped, which Mm -hmm. is bizarre but at the same time we have this weird gift where everything's like we have this time that doesn't mean anything so it's like use it it's like the world is like nature is healing right now nature's like okay we're just gonna use this time to heal a little we need to do that too i think um because we never really need to stop right and it does feel because i know my schedule is always a million miles a minute and yeah it's calmed down quite a bit. Getting active, I know the phone's ringing. The computer. I declined it. We're good. Okay. Was it Todd? Was it Rodney? It actually wasn't either of them because they know I'm doing this with you. So they were like, "We will not pull during this time." Yes. They're the greatest. Anyway, yeah. But besides, like maybe creating now and really taking time and making your content and really going inside and figuring out those really specific roles that you, that's your money that you can really drop into. I completely agree. I think, um, in this time, it, it, it is a time to figure out ourselves. So Mm -hmm. we can't, as much as I feel like some people, I keep hearing different things from different people. Some people are like, I don't know what to do with my time. I'm always so busy. I'm just stopped. And I, it's hard. And then other people, especially a lot of creatives I know are like, this kind of just feels like in between jobs. So I'm okay. And that's kind of more how I feel. But at the same time, I'm making sure that there are certain things I'm doing every day. I'm learning a language. So I'm learning Italian. So I make sure I do Italian lessons every day. It keeps my brain stimulated. Um, Yeah, I do a crossword every day because I enjoy that. Again, I'm so bad at crosswords. My husband knows how to do those. I mean, I'm not necessarily great at them, but I enjoy it. Um, And then I make sure I do some kind of physical exercise every single day just to like, it, it helps so much, especially when you're like, I feel like doing nothing. I force myself to just go and do anything. And it always gives me more energy. So whether it's, it's great, yeah, it's your mindset. And there are so many amazing classes that people are doing online or Instagram right now. It's so easy. You can do it in your living room. Yes. yes. Or you can just go for a walk. Like sometimes I'm like, I just need to go for a walk Go for a social distance walk. You end up doing like 30,000 steps in a day and you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> but it's so it's- important though, that mindset is so important, especially to keep lifting out because it is very easy at this time to let your whole mind take over like it's never going to happen now. Yes. The business is never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And do you believe, as I believe, that when, it, when we come back, and we will, yeah. that it's going to be 
incredibly busy. Like I think the the yeah. time of uh, hiatus is is now, and then things are going yeah. to be all shifted. Do you agree? I completely agree. And honestly, from what I understand, I know that there are a lot of costume directors out there that are actually doing like generals or seeing general tapes from actors right now because they have the time for the first time ever. The so they're ever. seeing, yeah, they're seeing new actors in this time. So try and find the costume directors that are doing that. Take advantage, put a tape down. Yeah. Why not? You know, I think that that's a really great idea. A lot of, a lot of people are doing like what we're doing right now, just chats and with actors mm -hmm. or directors or well my whole studio like, is online so yeah. there's two classes a day every day and you know Which what everyone they're so looking forward to it it's yeah. their time of connection it's their time okay. to just perform and they're watching everybody at the same time so it's active it's so different but it's it's become such a great thing it's, it's so great. great. You need that. You need some form of a schedule. And I mean, find a scene that you love and just put it down. If you have a roommate, like that's what my roommate and I are doing just for fun. We're just, we just don't want to do what we have. And then I'm also writing with my friend because it keeps my mind stimulated. It helps me understand my acting and I enjoy it. So if you want to just like create your own little skit or you want to write or why not do it? Do it. Just, just do it. And yeah. everyone wants to see you know, the authentic you from now on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's really about the truth so much now than ever. It's crazy. Yeah. Segue, can we talk about any projects that you have upcoming? Can we speak about anything? Yeah, sure. I, um, okay, what are we going to say next? Tell everybody. Well, I finished a couple of projects at the end of January. So just before all this started. So I, I kind of got lucky that we were able to finish and we weren't um cut off during the middle of it but um I, yeah I finished a film called French Exit which mm -hmm. uh I don't know when it's gonna come out with everything that's going on but it's a Sony Pictures classic film what is it what, what with it's um the leads are Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges yeah, they're great. And it's this oddball ensemble dark comedy, which was so much fun. Um, and we shot it in Montreal last last year in November, uh, October, November, and it was it, it was it was just so much fun. I've never actually been on a set that was that kind of seamless. You know how a lot of things go wrong on sets. It's just natural and you go with the flow. This yeah. one just felt very like easy and controlled every day, which is so bizarre. That's but it was so nice. really nice and it was a really cool ensemble film um with like we're all basically i mean i don't know how much i'm allowed to say but it is based on a book so you can probably read the book but um oh, what is the book what's it called again tell me french exit okay i am gonna order that book right now yeah it's really it's really it's it's cool it's really cool i read the script and i was like i really like this and um ironically enough guys this is actually we're going to tie something back right now um, our director aza jacobs i met for the first time at the sundance director's lab he no. was, yeah he was one of the advisors that came out and saw me performing a scene for patty cakes with jeremy and then it all came back around now Connection, connection, connection. Can I say it again? It is yeah. all about connection. And so amazing. Sorry, and that so was in 2014, yeah. I think. So like, uh, it was a long time, but it came back around and that was 
so cool. And he saw me in a role that I didn't necessarily see myself in a role. So it was, it was really cool. It was a really fun character to play and experiment with. And um, oh, yeah. Amazing. What else? Um, and then I did another film right after that. I flew to, I flew from Montreal straight to Scotland and I was in Scotland oh. for months until the end of January. Yeah. I, I'm always away. <laughs> I'm That's never so in LA. Incredible. It's of weird course. that I'm in LA right now. I'm like, wait, I'm, I'm never here this much. Yeah. But um, that was really fun. That's called Falling for Figaro. Mm. And it's an operatic romantic comedy. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. Are you singing in this? Um, I, I, it's not my voice, but yeah, I, I did have to learn opera. I had a full opera coach and everything. That's crazy. Did you know that my mother sang with the Boston Symphony? She says, my mother has perfect pitch. She was an opera singer. What? That is so cool. Isn't that crazy? Sergio Zao, Elena Bernstein, but my dad was tone deaf. So my voice, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I got in the middle. Yeah, I got Um, a little bit. Go ahead. That's I'm really sorry. funny though. No, because I I'm not I'm not a singer. I don't know why musical things follow me around. They really truly <laughs> do. Like patty cakes. I'm like I'm not musical. No one gets this. Even in Dumplin', I had to sing Dolly Pond songs constantly. I'm like I'm yeah. terrible, but okay. It's so funny. But um, somehow for this, they they want they didn't want singers because they were like we want like top tier opera singers. We know we're not going to have actors at our top yeah. tier opera singers, so we're replacing you anyway. But you but have to make it look say, like but, but it's really great when characters, when people can't sing well, but they believe they can sing well yeah. when they're singing in their character work, and then you, it just resonates so beautifully. But well, opera is a totally thing. different level. Uh, you have to like make it perfect, and you have to really... Um, you have to actually somewhat sing, even though you know you're getting replaced, which is terrifying because the breath and the tension and the everything about it. So I did that with Joanna Lumley. I don't, I feel like a lot of Americans aren't super familiar with her. And every Australian and British person I know is like, just screamed when I said that, because she's an icon. Oh, (laughs) I don't know who she, who is she? She's Um, I don't know if you've ever, no, I don't know if you've ever heard of Absolutely Fabulous. Of course. Yeah, well, she's one of the two leads. Oh, I love her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know her name. Yeah. She's incredible. She's iconic. So, um, I got to work with Joanna Lumley. I know. (laughs) And then Huey as well. Um, so it was really, it was really fun. It was just like a, it's a fun rom-com. Um, so So we don't know now, we don't know anything when it's going to come out. Things, uh, yeah. They're going to, and that one's going to be delayed a little because they've still now got to like replace everything with opera and they're not able to do that right now. Right. So that one will probably take a little bit longer, but, um, and we only just finished in end of January, but um, that so was really you. fun. I'm yeah. And so fun. like my heart, every time, you know, you get another job and this is because I'm close to you. I just tell you, like, I, I tear, I tear up joyful tears. It's true. I'm just letting you know, it's true. No, so before we um, close out, give me three things that you believe in that has led you to having the success you had. And maybe in your mindset, maybe in the friendships, something, determination. What could that um, be? Yeah, okay. I mean, I think the biggest thing is... Uh, you have to believe in yourself. I think you have to believe that it's going to happen eventually. Otherwise, why are you here? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you pursuing if you don't actually think okay. it's going to actually happen? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, surround yourself with good people is number two. I think that's incredibly important because you need that support system because it's not always going to be easy. There's no stability in this industry. I'm constantly gone for three months at a time. And the only way I still like feel connected and grounded to my life is by the people in it. And so that's really important. Um, and three, Ooh, I'll just put words in your mouth. The crap. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, three would be, you have to work hard. Like if you are, I feel like in this industry, it's a lot of like, oh, you got lucky. And it's like, that is definitely a part of it. But you know what? If the luck comes and you're not ready for it and you haven't prepared, nothing is going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. So I think it is very much a mix of hard work with timing is what is lucky. It's very much you have to put in that hard work so that when the timing is right, it actually happens versus just goes away. And that is key. Because I think a lot of people are like, no, 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 it's just not the right timing. It's not the right timing. I'm like, yeah, but what, you better be ready for when that timing comes. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I agree. And I'm going to add one other thing in there before we close out to stay and know yourself so well inside and out so yeah. you can be malleable enough to drop into any role. And mm-hmm. everybody out there who's listening, stay courteously aggressive, like I always say. Danielle, I love you so much. I'm wishing you health and safety and that this may end very soon. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was good chatting with you. Sharon. Sharon.